What is man that man is man? In the beginning Adam named all the animals. His descendants have not found it difficult to classify them. Each species has been grouped in an ascending category of family, genus, and so on. We have identified the key features of every species we have encountered, but one. Mankind, we have not been able to define in a clear and concise manner. What makes man human and distinct from all other life forms? Why are human beings difficult to define? The difficulty of highlighting the essential features of humanity is more apparent today with the rise in gender dysphoria. Liberals are now unable to identify how their mother differs from their father. Liberals are traumatized when asked to explain why their brother is their brother and not their sister. But if you ask them if their dog is male or female, they answer, after observing the animal's sex organs. Ironically, sex organs are the only distinguishing feature the different sexes have in canines. This is the problem for man. Male and female in the vast majority of species are defined purely by the sexual apparatus, there is no other way to tell one from the other. For humans the same ought to be true. But observing the physical form of a human tells us this is a human, and it tells us the person's sex, but the observation tells us little or nothing about the humanity of the person. We can tell a potential father from a potential mother by observation, but this tells us nothing about the person's character. Animals care little about the other animal's character. Until time for breeding, the sex of the animal does not matter. Even when it is time to breed, one member of the opposite sex is about as good as any other. With humans this is rarely the case. We know what a dog is by a few physical characteristics all Canis familiaris possess. Yet dogs are one of the most diverse animals that exist. Felines are similarly defined by a small list of features. It is actually fairly easy to identify a species by a few physical characteristics. Human beings are not definable by looks. Mankind is supernaturally divorced from his physical attributes. Only with humans can we speculate on taking the essence of what it means to be a person and putting the soul into an artificial being, robot or computer. Only with humans can movies such as The Matrix make sense, in which reality for most of the human race, are inputs fed into the human brain. But the brain is not an essential feature of humanity, or a human consciousness could not be transferred from man to machine, at least on paper. Writers also speculate on the possibility of a machine making the transformation to human. People have designed algorithms to be used to test a machine to find out if it is human or not. Why would not a glance suffice? We would know if a machine is a dog or not by a simple observation. Why is it that the observation is immaterial when it comes to defining the humanity of an entity? If a human is an animal, why would it matter what the answers were to the questions we posed? What have we not asked yet, is if there is a race of man? It is an important question. We have not engaged in a debate as to whether humanity is a species, or perhaps a genus? We have certainly not inquired into whether the Linnean classification system is applicable to the human organism. Most thinkers consider humans an offshoot of the apes. What if humanity is a kingdom with two families or races?
If animal, vegetable and mineral are classified according to their physical attributes, and man cannot be so classified, this would make him part of a unique kingdom. Perhaps we are above even this level. Do humans deserve an even higher level attribution than kingdom? But this question is not the topic under discussion. In any case it cannot be settled until we settle on a definition of mankind. Human beings are considered to be a culture-bearing primate classified in the genus Homo, especially the species H. sapiens. If this is what we are then the present designation is sufficient. Culture is the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Humans are all different, but we all exist in a type of culture. But a culture is an artificial environment. Culture defines humanity, but it also sets us apart. The linkage of culture with humanity establishes humanity as something that cannot be defined or determined by morphology. But is humanity extinguished by being a feral human, a being brought up without culture or in the absence of enculturalization? Must we be cultured to be human? Are those with high culture more human than those with little culture? As has so often been the case, when we speak about culture we talk in terms of degree. If culture are habits of behavior and institutions animals are not totally without these. But liberals think sentience is a matter of degree and man nothing more than an advanced animal. If this was so, why not define him in terms of a morphological gestalt as is the case with all other life forms? Felidae have retractable claws, whereas canidae have long muzzles. Things become more problematical if humans are not a single class of thing. What if there were two realities peopled by two distinct races? What if humans encompass two distinct types of persons existing side by side, visible to each other, yet in disparate universes? We share the same observations but perceive and interpret these perceptions in totally different ways. This is not a matter of relative differences or just different interpretations of something that exists independently of the interpretation, though the problem is usual explained away in these terms. One of the issues that would arise is one race would believe in the absolute relativity of our observations and the other race would believe observations were logical absolutes. In other words, one group would think we are viewing something external to us and the other would think the external was just another concept and of no greater significance or with no greater meaning than what we deem to be internal. Homo sapiens are deemed the wise species. Sapiens are defined by the capacity to develop culture. Sapiens are physically adept. Crucial to this facility with tools is his large brain and opposable thumb. In this taxonomy we accede to the claim that this creature is related to the animals. Homo sapiens have pushed the evolutionary envelope, but they were never able to break free of it. Crucial to this perspective is the idea that mankind views reality much as an ape would. They assume what they see is real and only physical reality exists. Homo sapiens are phenomenologists and for the most part, naive realists. Homo sapiens deny metaphysical existences, factors or agents exist. They mean these things do not exist in the physical world. We agree, but for different reasons. 
Spiritual agents do not exist in the physical world because the physical world is an abstraction, not an independent agent. A priorian reality is grounded in analytics and logic. Those who see reality as conceptual and a construct of a conscious intelligence are homo a priorians. A priorian reality is analytical and logical. A priorian reality is arrived at deductively. A priorians possess culture, but we are not defined by our culture. A priorians are defined by faith. This makes us dependent on logic and our conceptualizations. A priorians are conceptual or spiritual. We are not physical entities though we appear to have a physical form. We are not defined by this. A priorians are people of the spirit not of the flesh. Our works therefore are of the spirit, whereas the works of sapiens are of the flesh. There is no human being. There is no human race, there are two races of human. The two races and their two realities are not compatible. The differences are not reconcilable. There is no possibility of a negotiated settlement between the two groups. Either one reality and one race will prevail or the other, not both. Nor will there be some mongrel derivative of the two. We will not see any Hegelian synthesis slash antithesis emerge. Faith wins and predominates, or faith is lost, and flesh wins out. If we were to speculate on a definition of man, it would be that man is the creature with a choice of realities. The choice of which reality you live in is up to which race you belong to.